Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Welcome back, listeners. Um, apologies, as you can hear, I'm a bit sick, so my voice is a little rough. Carolina's going to kind of... I like it. <laughs> She's going to take the reins on this one. <laughs> but we have a lovely guest for you this episode. This is Pilar Alessandra. She's a screenwriter, teacher, and consultant with her own writing program called On the Page, as well as her own podcast, also called On the Page. And she's an author of the top-selling book, The Coffee Break Screenwriter. Thank you so much for coming on today, Pilar. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I just want to let you all know where I found her um, through the Women in Film Summit with Tommy Brunswick, who did a bunch of interviews with a bunch of women in film. um, And I was one of my favorites. So Ah! I'm so glad you could come on today. And I have recently tuned into On the Page podcast, and I love it. It is so insightful. The one I really like that I just listened to is the Friends for the New Year and how to like revise your edits and for your script. And I love the revision tips and all that fun stuff. So I I really loved it. It's it's great. Gives good, helpful tips. So any screenwriters out there, definitely tune in to On the Page. Podcast, yeah, no, it's super fun too. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you. And just another brag, um, we we noticed on your blurb. Yes, we stalked you. Um, <laughs> she has trained writers at DreamWorks, Disney Animation, ABC, CBS, and regularly moderates the pitch conference at the American Film Market. So yes, you know this your year, stuff. This, this year, I handed the reins to Lee Jessup. Okay, um, because I got really busy. Um, I've been adding to all that, um, training some of the writers through Lena Waits mentorship program. Mm-hmm. So I, oh, uh, this year with AFM, I decided, you know what? I just want to teach a kick-ass class at AFM because <laughs> yeah. I love teaching. So I didn't actually moderate that panel. Uh, but yeah, it's always been fun, fun to do. And I always return to AFM regardless. That's Wait, awesome. I, so AFM hosts like teaching like classes and like yeah. there's a whole other than, you know, because p- I know it for pitching your scripts, your films, mm-hmm. that kind of scenario. So they offer other like programs yes. within it. Yeah. For the past, uh, gosh, I guess the past three years that I've been there, um, I think I might have been the first experiment actually with this. Um, I teach a class called You Had Me at Page One. <laughs> which is all about the mechanics and fun of actually writing, like, you know, writing great character description and moving down the page and hitting tones and nailing your genre. And uh-huh. so all the, the fun stuff. Yeah. So that's the class that I teach there Ooh, and will continue to do so. 
Oh my awesome. gosh, we I wouldn't definitely check that out. That sounds oh, super fun. Yeah. Awesome. And like, you know, like the things that you really want to you don't always get to narrow in and focus on like workshop, you know, those those segments, like the fun stuff, like you said, you don't always workshop that you workshop the editing and the the whole right. like outlining process the and the, outlining, and the, beats, the you know, the, but, the theory, the um you know, uh, what's the structure and all that exactly. is really important. Agreed. But the reason that I called my business and my classes on the page is because ultimately that's what it comes down to. So right. you can never forget the craft. I'm, I'm big on that. Take us back a little bit. What, um, started your career that led you to, um, launching your own writing program? Like what, just briefly spark notes it, sure. if you will. Like, sure. Bl- I would say, um, uh, you know, blissful ignorance. I, uh, <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> I started because I was a reader at, um, Amblin and DreamWorks. People had asked me to, uh, show them how to analyze scripts. And when I did that, they all got jobs. And I remember somebody going, oh, you're a really good teacher. So I started teaching like how to be a reader at UCLA extension. Uh-huh. And then I loved teaching so much. I was like, I think I have a way into teaching screenwriting that nobody's doing right now mm-hmm. because of seeing what, what people are sparking to and not sparking to uh-huh. on the page. And I'm going to start teaching that and see if it works. And it's, it worked. And so uh, I've been building on that year after year with the book and podcast and, and trying to refine my classes. I mean, even, even this year, I've been now teaching for 20 years. Um, This year, I rejiggered my classes a little bit to make it, I think, more contemporary and more helpful. Um, So I'm always kind of uh, evolving the classes. Which is super important because I mean, again, why I loved your latest drop on the 2020 is things are always changing in in society and what's relevant and like how to bring that in too and like as far as what people like to see on the screen the Mm -hmm. times are like the lengths you know are changing and it's a lot to keep up with that's what we tell our listeners all the time like you know we might say one thing one episode but the next episode that could be irrelevant already or different you know right right like because people are breaking the rules all the time and that's so exciting that's why we tune in and binge watch and all that is what new thing are they going to come up with now? And, uh, and, and so it's great. So rather than writers try and sort of keep up with everything, it's almost better if they just, you know, sort of follow their gut and every once in a while break a little rule. And that could be exactly the thing that right. is the hook yeah. of, their, of their script. And would you say in order to break the rules, you really got to know the rules? Are you a yes. believer in that? <laughs> I am. But, and you know, those rules are also... Um, they don't have to be so specific. Mm-hmm. It, you know, when we're talking about knowing the rules, we're just talking about, okay, what is sort of this gut structure that people have been feeling over the years as far as what makes a beginning, middle, and end? And my my response to that is, yeah, it's a beginning, middle, and end. You know, where where do you think you're really launching? Where are you heightening? Where are things going south? And how do you complete? And mm. once you know those those markers of your script, then you can play around with them. But if you you're completely lost going in and haven't had it just that plan, yeah, it, it, it might be a little crazy. So when we talk about rules, we just mean like know that you need a plan, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. have those markers and then and then experiment within them. Amazing. Yeah, I totally. I, I agree with that. Um, so a bunch of our listeners are, you know, new green to the industry and some of them might be first time like writers trying to, you know, do their first script, like first feature or first 
episodic what tips would you give like the top do's and don'ts when you're first like you know doing your first draft or you know first you know big project like that i i think uh your first draft stop micromanaging <laughs> um so many people focus on the things that they should be focusing on in their rewrite um again it, it doesn't matter if you have a first act and it's beautiful if you never finish. So remember, you're doing this only for you. Don't show your pages to everybody along the way. Mm -hmm. Just do a rough draft. You know, some people call it the vomit draft or whatever, but the idea is, you know, you got to spill it out and then go back in and nuance and edit and add and all those things that you're dying to do. If you just keep going over and over the same thing, you're, you're going to get stuck. Absolutely. And the, would you say then, how do you know when you're, you're, you have a good first draft or even finished draft? How, how, what, in what process? I mean, do you show it to like 10 of your friends or people that you think are writers? Like, when do you know you feel like I have this polished enough to then go into a pitch room or, you know? Yeah. uh, You know, uh, I think when it meets your original intention. So, You've done your first draft. Again, I wouldn't show it to people right away. I would go back in and do your your a gut read, right? You read it and you think, okay, does this meet my original intention emotionally through story, genre, et cetera? And if where it doesn't, you go back in and you revise that. And you keep revising yourself until you go, yeah, this is what I think I had in mind. And that's mm-hmm. why we always go back to the log line. You know, people are like, ugh, log lines, right? But <laughs> a log line is a one sentence description of the story. And it becomes that reminder of what you intended when you started out. So right. if you go back and you go, yeah, it meets the log line and emotionally it meets what I want, then it's ready to show people. Um, and even then you want to treat everybody like a genre expert. What, what are these people good at that I'm getting notes on? Don't chase every note. Just go, oh, well, my, my horror person says this, yeah. you know, and my relationship person says that. Okay. I think that, that um, I, I'm finding a, a useful note within that. I'm going to address that. Right. And then you send it out to industry and, you know, don't follow another note until somebody pays you to do so. Mm, that's I like important. That. I like that too, because it's easy to get overwhelmed with different voices in your head, you know, yeah. when people are starting to chime in their opinions. But it is also cool that if you start to hear more than one theme or note from several people, because then you're like, okay, they this is what they're getting out of it. Like, that's what the general audience is starting to get from it. Exactly. Maybe I should tune into that and make sure it aligns with your original message. Exactly. You probably feel that, you know, as filmmakers yourself, like mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. all right, this person just went, I didn't get it. And this person said, I think it's page blah, blah, blah. But in between it, they're basically saying the same thing. Yeah. There was a, there was a point in your script that wasn't clear. You have to go back in and go, okay, I need to clarify my intention here. Absolutely. So listeners like, you know, take that, take that with a grain of salt, (laughs) if you will. And, and, and yeah, and at the end of the day, it's, it's what you want to come across, you know, the page, Mm -hmm. make sure that I love that, like your intentions from the start, I called it, um, it's kind of, what was it called? The like emotional statement because there's your log line and then there's mm-hmm. the statement that's kind of a bit more I'm blanking out on sort the, of like the, a thematic statement or yeah yeah that that 
like it's that, kind of the spine and to mm-hmm. your work as far as your like the overall message you're trying to to broaden yes. so yes absolutely yeah there's it's funny when people say what is your script about half of the people are going yeah can you just tell me practically what it's about it's about a person who does the thing you <laughs> exactly, know in his, pl- yeah. in his way but the other half is going what is it about <laughs> what is it really <laughs> about the, the yeah. kind of scenes... idea like, right what, right like, you know so kind of know both yeah know both exactly and yeah. and then like you know just I, I'm always just like, okay, you, and that's the thing. I think it, it as a writer too, you just don't want to get caught up in being it super perfect. Know mm-hmm. that like you're going to get different opinions, but you shouldn't, I feel like you should be able to feel it too, in a way, like this is ready. Like you, right. you should be confident, you know, yes. right. Yes. Moving well, forward. One thing that's beautiful, I think with screenwriting, as opposed to, you know, writing a novel or something is that in the end, there's so much collaboration that goes into it. So, you know, you're presenting what you want and what you see in your vision is, but knowing that somebody's going to direct the actors a certain way and the actors are going to bring something to it too. So I think that's a really yeah. beautiful thing. I, I love that too, especially for independent filmmakers. Again, kind of what we, we tune into on our podcast is exactly like there's so much to the story making. I kind of actually, yeah, as a writer, feel a little relieved because I know how much more like the editing is storytelling, like everything's to storytelling that it's going to come out hopefully even better <laughs> off the page, <laughs> you know, everything's yeah. just going to lift itself and the actors are going to bring something to it. But I think for I, that might be, again, a little bit different for those who are just screenwriters. And and I, I don't know how to speak to, to them. Um, I don't know, Pilar, if you could say anything for for those who are trying to really get into screenwriting specifically. Um, yeah, let's talk about that yeah. just for just if we have some listeners out there who are just super focused on screenwriting. Um, do they need an agent? How a little bit about how they can get their first um through the door. Well, you know, I think, I think what you're talking about as independent filmmakers is so important because actually, because there are so many different platforms and ways to, to tell stories right now for screenwriters, it, it's not a bad idea to think about filming something and to sort of, you know, put their iPhone on a, a short form subject and see how it feels to tell a story that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that every screenwriter needs to now, you know, become an independent filmmaker, mm-hmm. but um, it might. It, sometimes when you do put out your own re- original material, it's another way to get eyeballs on your actual writing. Yeah. So, uh, so that is actually something that I, you know, I, I recommend in addition to trying to get representatives to read your stuff. Hmm. It used to be mm-hmm. in the old days when I was just starting <laughs> out as a reader, um, you know, you, you only had an agent. That was it. Not even managers. It was an agent. Um, and they were, they were very hard to, to find. But now there are all these ways to get discovered. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what you're, what you're talking about as an independent filmmaker is, is valuable. That said, yes, people usually need some kind of representation and it's hard to get. Um, the, there are managers and there are agents. Managers manage your career. So let's say you have a TV show, a movie, even a play. That manager is going to look at all of your material and go, okay, let's throw 
this spaghetti against the wall in these different mm. ways. See what lands, see what sticks, <laughs> you know? And then that's like one um, of our favorite sayings <laughs> <laughs> on the see show. What yeah. Throw the spaghetti on the wall and see what you sticks. You know what? Season I told you people say out. that. You didn't believe me. I did. And I was like, who says that? <laughs> now it's become a thing on our show. <laughs> Old timey people like me say throw the spaghetti against the wall. You know what? You know what it comes from is like you have to throw the spaghetti against the wall if it sticks it's ready like that's the deal it's like (laughs) if it slides down there's not enough starch in it yeah trust me but um yeah or something like that or there's too much but uh yeah so so the the manager is gonna like test out all this material and then say okay i've got these places for you to go and take meetings and things like that Mm -hmm. an agent actually sells your material. An agent is the one who's licensed to make a deal. Mm. So in the, in the old days, it was like you had an agent and that was it, but agents got overwhelmed with developing material. Mm. Managers help you develop material and look at sort of the holistic kind of process there. Okay. Then there are people like me who managers have gotten overwhelmed. So now script consultants <laughs> <laughs> um, can consult with you and help you develop your material so that it's ready for a manager. I know there's a lot of tiers and you certainly don't need to have a consultant, but just in case you're wondering where consultants sort of fit into all that. Oh no, that's, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, but as far as, as far as actually getting a manager or an agent, again, they're looking for these days, they're looking for uh, unique and diverse voices. They're mm-hmm. looking for, you know, stories they've never seen, ways to tell stories that haven't been told before. Mm. Okay. Um, people at the center of them that are unique characters, which again is why, you know, might want to think about putting something on the web because if, you know, let's say it's a, like, a, like Issa Rae who did, um, Awkward Black Girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that became insecure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, there are ways to get an agent or manager's attention that are not the conventional ways of, writing a letter to them, asking if they please read something. Right. It's kind of not, you know, that's hard to do. So, but there are all kinds of ways for your incredible material to get people's attention. Uh, attention. It just needs to be incredible. <laughs> you have to actually write this thing and write it really well yeah. and also be writing more. Yeah. <clears throat> um, to sort of switch gears a little bit, um, for people that are interested in scripts and screenwriting, but maybe not writers themselves and want to get into script consulting or uh, reading scripts for um, studios and stuff like that. How does one follow that path? Oh, it's tougher now because so when I was reading in the 90s, God, I'm so old. When I was reading in the 90s. Girl, um, it you was... look amazing, by the way. The skin <laughs> is glowing from the screen, you guys. I wish you could see her. So just Thank saying. Thank you. Of course. I appreciate that. Um, uh, I dip my face in olive oil every day. Um, so, but, Are you Italian, um, Pilar? Is that where Alessandra? Is that where you know, you, you would think I was, but actually I'm Greek. I'm Greek. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Close. Yeah. Very I'm close. Like the olive oil. What are we getting at? Yeah. Here, the pasta. <laughs> but um, in, in so at the time when I was reading, 
there were so many freelance reader jobs. Like I made a living reading not only for one company, but also cheating on them with two other companies. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I would read, you get (laughs) a certain amount of money per script and more money if it was an overnight, more money if it was a manuscript and all kinds of stuff. So you really could make a, like a, a fun living, especially if you were in your twenties, you know, and didn't want a real job. Um, (laughs) But now, now they have come to rely on their interns that don't make much money oh, at yeah, all to do a that. lot of the reading for them. <laughs> or if you're an assistant, um, the scripts get piled on on top of it and they, they, they do a lot of the coverage. So it is harder to make money as a freelance reader. Hmm. If you're interested in being somebody who's on the development side, I would, be, I would have a track of being a creative executive or producer which means that you're okay with your first job being an assistant to a creative executive or a producer, because that's where you're going to be reading and helping develop scripts and eventually getting into an executive position. So if you're not interested in that, you know, just write and get a different kind of a job and maybe (laughs) get a job on a set where you can also learn the production side of it so that you can maybe also thinking about being an independent filmmaker, you get that skill Mm -hmm. as you're writing so that you could write and direct. I need to hear this. This is what I need. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I would be thinking about. If I was, if, if I was a screenwriter starting in 2020, I would be looking toward that path, not doing what I do. Yeah. (laughs) Why be analyzing other people's scripts when you could be writing your own? Amen. Amen, sis. <laughs> have you have you ventured off on have like why? I guess I'm just curious. Oh, you fell in love with teaching. That makes sense. I and fell in love with teaching. I fell in love with your passion. Yes, I yeah. love being able to to work on five ideas a week instead of just one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, I always said if I wanted to be a writer, I'd be a writer. But I find like all my creativity comes out of the teaching that I do. And some mm-hmm. people may roll their eyes and not believe that, but it is true. <laughs> that is that is totally my jam. Okay, love, love that. And for <laughs> like an independent filmmaker as myself, writing and mm-hmm. uh, working on my first, our first feature, it's our baby. <laughs> ah! um, would someone like myself and other independent filmmakers out there be able to just contact you for your services directly for um, a consultant? Uh, yes. Session? Yeah. So when I when I work on completed scripts, let's say you have a completed script at home, yeah. I have to say I'm booked about two months in advance. But Ooh, girl. if you're yeah, but if you're not <laughs> uh, if you're not finished yet, you can always book in advance and make that your deadline. Or okay, I have smart. a new thing now that I love. I've been doing it for a couple of years now called Story to Script, where I actually coach writers section by section mm-hmm. on their script, so they go from idea to completed draft in three months. And that has been awesome because we get to catch things on the way or develop things on the way. And it has been great. The, the writers, the, the, the the finished products have been wonderful. So when they're done, it's rewritten basically by the time they're they're done with the first draft. What's the program called again? That's, that's called story to script. And it's like, it's a, it's a coaching, um, you know, like a five session kind of coaching thing. It sounds so like, I don't know. I feel like I'm 
selling something, but I, I, I'm genuinely <laughs> no, excited I, about I, it. Yeah. As someone who's been working on this, like, yeah, I've had to, I did my, my vomit draft and then we've gotten a really solid proof of concept, but then I still have to finish the whole, like I have the outline done, but I still have to do mm-hmm. the whole thing and it's still not perfect. It's not going to be perfect till I write the whole thing and then... But if there's some areas you can catch on, it does save the rewrite. You know, that's mm-hmm. why I tried to make a very descriptive outline and then start my voyage to continue it after I've gotten my kind of vomity stuff out of the way. Because <laughs> then I understood the world, the characters, and now I have a solid grasp on who they are and where they live. And I feel like I can write better. But, you know, there's certain like plot points where I'm like, is my B plot working out for me with my A? Like, I'm, I'm like nervous about that. Yeah, to have somebody else's opinion on <laughs> yeah. that along the way is, yeah. I think, really helpful. Well, I'm going to tell you something you're, it's going to drive you to drink a little bit. Which <laughs> okay. <is laughs> Thanks. My, my feeling about outlining is the looser, the better. Mm-hmm. I actually, especially in the story to script thing, we go from like marking out those tent poles yeah. to going right to the page. Okay. Because no, I, love that. I, actually, I actually find that people, they discover things about their characters and world along the way. So I would even say for your next project, don't put yourself through that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, give yourself, you know where you're going to go. You don't need to over outline. You don't need to get everything right in the outline. Yeah, by outline, I haven't over outlined. <laughs> like, really, I started to, but that's that's the thing. I find that I discover things as I write and it's okay if I have to rewrite a little bit later on, but I like that discovery because I had a friend who was like super like pages and pages of these in-depth outline. I'm like, am I doing this wrong? (laughs) Like, I don't have a whole notebook full of like the exact, like it was so detailed. I was like, whoa. But I mean, (laughs) everyone's going to do it differently though too. right everybody has a different process that works for them yeah. mm-hmm. but um some people feel they have to do these really in, 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 in specific outlines and they yes. don't they okay don't. i love that that is nice to hear um, that did not drive me to drink girl that was <laughs> just like cheers let's, let's, go. <laughs> let's go um just real quick, I about your book because I'm curious. It was mm-hmm. the whole idea. I'm, I'm sorry if I butcher this. You can you can correct me, but it's about sure. screenwriting ten minutes at a time. Like, is this yeah. like on your lunch break kind of ordeal? Like, what what inspired yeah. this idea? <laughs> I love it. Well, what sparked it was when I first started teaching screenwriting. I you know I'm working with adults, right? And adults have jobs, and adults have kids, right? They have kids mm-hmm. and jobs, right? And I noticed that in class, this was their writing time. So I would say like, well, let's try this out. And in less than 10 minutes, in five minutes, they would, with some focus, be able to come up with something brilliant. And so what I realized was if you give somebody 10 minutes of focus and say, and and a direction, Mm -hmm. they will knock something out of the park. So the idea is you may be busy, but in those moments that you're that you have focused downtime, like, instead really, of going to yeah. social media, yeah. right? You could spend 10 minutes and you could find all those temples in 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Or you could take a character and do a voice pass in 10 minutes. I mean, there are, there really are things that you can do. Now, can you, you know, write a whole script in 10 minutes? No, but if you can develop it 10 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And so I would do this in class. It worked. And, uh, and so I, I created the book, the coffee break screenwriter, um, so that, you know, yeah, yeah. You don't have to like be somebody who 
who has all the time in the world, nobody can afford that to write their script. Yeah, not these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. I love no, I love that. I actually yeah. I is there an audiobook version? I was hunting it down. Um No, there isn't. I've actually run it by my publisher and they've said no. Uh, do they not live in uh, LA? Hello. I know. I know. One of these <laughs> one of these days I'm just going to do it myself. It will be full of ums and uhs and stuttering, but it will it will be there. I'll edit it for you, girl. I'll edit your <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Hello. I appreciate it. Regard, call us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, okay. I'm serious. Um, well, let our listeners know uh, before we wrap up how they can find you, what your website is, if you want to share any social media, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Everything, uh, uh, just sort of a catch-all for everything is on the page.tv, like television. And that has a list of all my classes. I do online classes as well as in-person classes now. And those are real-time video conference, like what we're doing. Nice. Um, and so I love doing that too. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the consulting is on there. There's a link to the podcast, which mm-hmm. is also you can find on any place you can find podcasts called on the page and the link to where you can buy books. So really, I just send everybody there on the page TV. And uh, and I would love to see people in class. Like I said, that's my favorite thing. Amazing. I love that. Pilar, <laughs> this was super helpful. I'm so glad you were on the show. And guys. Thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. And thank you, Pilar. Thanks. Thank you. Take care, you guys. Thanks for listening to Femme Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.